welcome to Kick Arts with Emma and Stephen, New Zealand's comprehensive art show brought to you on Planet FM 104.6 and streaming live around the globe thanks to our podcasts, which you can download from planetaudio.org.nz. Another busy lineup tonight as we talk the vagina monologues with Jen and Jade. We're catching up with the super talented Gabrielle Bond about his latest song release and we're talking to Paul Roberts from Everybody Sings. Plus, on the line, we will have author Jenny Robin-Jones about her new book, Love America. Not a title we've heard much of lately. Now, let's kick the show off with the Piano Guys and their medley of Somewhere Over the Rainbow and Simple Gifts. Welcome to Kick Arts.
the piano guys with yet another great mashup, Emma. Yeah, it was a bit random how it suddenly changed. I was like, is it finished? And then <laughs> boom. Boom, another one. They are pretty talented though. Mm, mm, very cool. Good week? Yeah, yeah. Um, quiet during the week, but the end of the week, Friday, Saturday, it's been a bit of a theatre time. What have you gone and seen? So Friday night I went to the opening of Auckland Music Theatre's latest cabaret called Figuring It Out. Fantastic lineup of talent there and it's on for three more shows next week. Okay. And then I drove up to Whangarei yesterday and saw Shrek with Whangarei Theatre Company and last night Disruptive Performers did um, The Terrible Fate of Humpty Dumpty up Ooh. there as well. Ooh, what's that all about? It is a, it's all about bullying, okay. actually, um, and a kid that's bullied so much and he ends up having a accident and dying. Oh, no. So, but really good for, um, I mean, I know a lot of high schools do it. I did it years ago at St. Kent's. Um, really good for getting kids to think about the consequences of bullying. Mm. Mm. Our, our last song tonight is a very special one all around bullying, so look forward to that at okay. the end of the show. Uh, I went to the Steve Lyons comedy uh, 2020 of the Alternative. Oh, yeah, how was oh, it? It was fantastic. So you came in, and as you came into the theatre, you had to write on a piece of paper something about 2020 you would you want to forget or you loved or whatever, and then as you walked in the theatre, you stuck it on the back wall of the stage and then grabbed a seat, and then the performers came out, and basically in Act 1, they had to pull off each piece of paper and read detail whatever it was and then burn it in a fire pit all improvised hilarious hilarious comedy and to be honest got to interview and felt that was that was the show and they said oh see you after the break and then after the break they came in and pulled them all out of the fire pit and then did these crazy musical alternatives of what you'd written and stuck it back up on the wall it was improvisation at its best. Yeah, well done, team. What a pity it was only one night. I know, but the concept could be easily redone at any point with a mm. different question raised. It was mm. just a really simple way. Um, yeah, and fantastic music. So it was great. Really good. Fantastic. Now we've got three stunning-looking people in our studio tonight to <laughs> chat to us and a few that are going to join us a little later and on the phone. Uh, so welcome Jade and Jen, first of all, from the Vagina Monologues. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Hi. No. Great to have you here. And the very talented Gabrielle Bonds in the studio to sing his heart out a little later in the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Great to have you all here. Welcome. Yay. Yay. So we're we starting with yeah, the monologues. Kick off with that. Kick off with the monologues. So um, for our listeners who might suddenly be going, oh, they said the, the V word and it's only <laughs> eight o'clock. Tell us a little bit about what this vagina monologues thing is. Sure. Well, um, we'll be saying a few more words, not on the air, but uh, yeah, s- some other V words, C words. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a whole range. P words, a lot of words. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah that's the whole opening bit, really. Um, <laughs> but for anyone that's not familiar with the vagina monologues generally, mm. it was uh, written in the 90s based on a series of interviews, um, I think over 200 interviews with women. Um, about their vaginas um, or more broadly their experiences um, with their bodies mm-hmm. and, and and the different experiences that they'd had um, yeah and based in the states and and it's been reperformed so many times I think um, it's an annual thing I don't know Jane if you know a bit more about yeah US I think they have a V-Day movement now mm. so they quite they do it quite regularly but it has been performed a lot and some of the content has been, I wouldn't say changed, but adapted maybe for the 
you know, changing times. But yeah, it's a very powerful piece of theatre and quite a, maybe in ways, political piece of theatre. Um, but I think it's a, yeah, that's pretty much what it is about. But it's always, it's always nice when you introduce that that's what you're performing in. Vagina <laughs> monologues. <laughs> Great in a taxi ride yeah, to the course. radio studio. What are you talking about tonight? Yeah. And of course we were talking earlier about the, um, the graphic mm-hmm. and that was used in the poster. Oh, yeah. And it's quite interesting seeing different versions of, I mean, for a, the director or the designer, now am I going to be literal in the graphic? Mm. Or? Oh, yeah. I know my friend did it a few years ago and she had friends for months after that sending her every single thing that could look like a vagina, you know, that isn't. Because, you know, do you actually want to put that up and use that as your publicity? Because you might attract wrong people to the show, maybe, even. I love the poster. Yeah, the poster's great. great. Mm. Mm. So what parts are you playing, Jen? Well, I'm playing uh, a monologue. I'm doing a monologue, and the title of it is Coochie Snorcher. And uh, Jade, what is your part? Well, yes, uh, my monologue is called The Woman Who Loved to Make Vaginas Happy. (laughs) Interesting. Indeed. And for um, our listeners, they may remember your director, Meg, who was on the show not long after the first lockdown. Mm. She came in with Mags Mm. from the Pump House to publicise the Pump House um, fundraising concept. That's right, yeah. So she's... Your director, and of course, she works for Pump House. But yes. this show's not—is it the Pump House or is it Foolish Wit or is it both of them? It's Foolish Wit, yeah. Right, but yeah, they're um, performing ne- at the Pump House. Performing at mm. the Pump House, and I think you know James is involved as well. So small world. Yeah, yeah. And who do you think the show appeals to? Like, who's your target audience? <laughs> well, um, I, I was thinking about this on the way over because I don't like to imagine that it should be limited. Um, mm. and I don't want to say it should be only women that come, but I would say I think I don't know if it's R eighteen or R sixteen. There are some, um, there are yeah. There's content trigger warnings to be considered. Definitely obviously. trigger warnings. Yeah, um, but I I would say certainly if you are a woman or if you know women, <laughs> it should be of interest to you. Yeah, um, mm. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I don't. Um, I also think it's definitely the thing where. I think I'd said previously that it's, it's. I feel like it would appeal to people who have had their voices stifled or have been in experiences that, not necessarily sexually graphic or offensive experiences, but I think just experiences where you've kind of been tread on, I think would definitely appeal to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm. good point. And how's it performed? I mean, you know, you think monologue sometimes and you've got mm. this vision of, of one person just, just standing and delivering, which mm. can be amazing, but then a whole night of that, you know, can become a yawn fest. <laughs> How have you created this in a way that's going to really hook the audience in? Well, Meg's done such that's an Meg's awesome brain. job. Yeah. Yeah, that's Meg's brain. Yeah, we are we are all on stage at the same time, um, uh, cool. the, all the way through. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we interact with each other differently. So there's there's a bit of choreography in there. There's there a is. bit of yoga. There's a bit of... So it's uh, got a physical theatre feel to it. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, quite different too. Because I'd been to a performance before as well at the basement and it's very much the bar stool yes. talking at yeah. you thing. and. I don't think that works for everyone. I think sometimes mm. that can feel a bit too confronting. Well, you've got to be in the right space because otherwise if it's Friday night and you've had a big week at work, actually, that can be quite hard to stay focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I, th- I think you'll be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Great. Yeah. So if we bring Gabrielle in here, have you uh, got a song about vaginas on the list? Uh, ahead? <laughs> I just had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't best. Really We've lost wasn't. him already. Gosh. No, I don't. No, no I don't no. think so. Not tonight. Not tonight. We're lucky we haven't got the improvisers in tonight. That would have been a problem. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so you've just um, played last night on Waiheke Island. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that gig. That was. Um, that was at. Uh, can you guys hear me? Sorry. Yeah, I was all of a sudden I can't hear myself. Uh, that was at uh, Malone's Irish Pub on Waiheke Island. I, I do a bit of a regular gig there. Um, Mainly, mainly playing like acoustic covers and, and originals. Sometimes you'll get some people that will sit down and be like, play some originals, and then that's like the real fun part of the gig. So that's what you kind of look forward to is playing some of your own stuff. But um, and then usually the night ends with a, a few a few drunk people dancing to Wonderwall or something like that. But <laughs> but always a fun time. And and yeah, so that was just a, a nice covers gig. Hopefully some some bigger gigs over the summer uh, in the city. But for right now, um, this is pretty much my job. It's just playing gigs around as much as I can. Cool. Yeah. And you've been busy writing music? Always, yeah. Um, pretty much all that I do. Uh, at the moment, I've been probably less busy with writing and more busy with, with admin and with recording and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I did uh, probably, because I, I just did a university degree in, in music and mainly in, in songwriting and stuff, so I did I did years worth of songwriting and not enough of the rest of the stuff, so I'm trying to catch up on that now. But always songwriting, yeah. That's an interesting comment, yeah. It's been, yeah, a lot of time writing it and creating it and that side, but you've actually got it these days. Mm-hmm. You've got to know everything, because it's very much a one-man band to kick it off. Yeah, a lot of the time it is. Um, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know how into into this. Oh my god, that's why I couldn't hear myself. This thing is a bit of a faulty connection. Now right. I can yeah, hear cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, so it's sort of a one man kind of thing in the sense that a lot of the stuff will start with myself. I've been trying to do it all myself sometimes, especially during lockdown. Like in lockdown, I was like, okay, let's like really sit down and and figure out how to do the whole song myself, but. I, I've struggled with that. That's that's a that's a mission. So I'm lucky to have like a bunch of really awesome friends that are always willing to help, and they're just incredibly talented people. So I definitely I lean heavily on them. I rely a lot on them, and um, most of them can be heard on on my history, my first single. Like, yeah, I could not have done that without the help of like a whole list of people. But cool. yeah. We all call on our friends, don't we, Emma? We sure do. <laughs> Quite regularly. <laughs> Quite regularly. Steve and I go back 20 years yeah, yeah. Calling, of calling on each other. On each other for different times. things. Yeah. Um, how, what sort of style of music are you? Is, is there one style that you like? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's always an interesting one to think about. Like, I definitely... I'm pretty much pop music, but I don't like to say pop music because I feel like pop music can have negative connotations to people that don't really listen to pop music. Um... Like, I'm not, like... Yeah, I, I do a lot of ballads, to be fair, um, and a lot of, like, kind of ballads, but, like, big band kind of ballads. Um, but then I, I like to dabble in, like, kind of... A lot of my stuff is more maybe indie pop, and then there's uh, funkier-sounding stuff. I don't really... Yeah, I guess pop is at the root of it, but it's, it's, it's on the outskirts of pop, I would say, or I'd like to think that. Um, and I'm hopefully... A lot of the stuff that I've been writing more recently and during lockdown is definitely more outskirts of pop than just the stuff I was writing three years ago, which was definitely just, like, 
ABC pop kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So history is your first um, recorded single. Yep. But you've obviously been performing live for some time. I've been performing live for yeah for quite a while. Um, I just saw I, I saw a post just recently from this um, restaurant that I play at on Waiheke saying that uh, I was playing on um, a Friday night a couple of weeks ago, and, and the post said Gabriel, who's been playing at Vino Vino for four years, and I was like four years like I've been playing I've been doing it that long kind of so that's how long I've been I'd say that's about the outer limits of how long I've been performing professionally live um and and yeah though history is my first single I've it's it's funny kind of how it came together in the sense that I I had like a I had like a hundred songs written before history uh that just happened to be the one that while I was writing it we were recording it at the same time so by the time the song's finished it was like almost ready to be put out and that kind of just felt like wow Okay, this one's like ready to go. Like, let's just move forward. With this now. Now I'm working on recording a lot of songs that I've already written like a while ago. So it's a very different process. But so yeah. is Waiheke home? Um, not right now. Uh, so Waiheke. Well, I guess Waiheke will kind of always be home. That's where my family lives. Um, that's where I did most of my growing up. Like that's where I, I moved there at the start of high school and kind of lived there all through that. Um, but I moved over to to the city. Uh, almost two years ago now um, and I was living on Queen Street area now, now I'm in Mount Eden so Mount Eden's home at the moment oh, cool because I was going to say you know given the year we've had Waiheke's almost like an international guest here on the show isn't it? oh really I mean do we need to check that he'd quarantined before coming in <laughs> Back, coming over the water yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Waiheke I mean I have to say I went to Waiheke for the first time ever oh, earlier in the year what? And I know, like, I've lived in Auckland for 22 years and I'd never been to Waiheke Island. And then I went across to see a show. Oh, awesome. Because, of course, their little theatre company is thriving. Yeah. yeah. You uh, know? Did you see it at Artworks there? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that theatre. It's it's great. I've I've done a few performances there um, when I was in high school. I was trying to do plays and stuff as well as, as all the rest of it. And such a great community theatre. Like, honestly, that's so cool. What did, what did you see there? Um, It was... The Tuatara Collective's show, they came across and worked with the Waiheke, oh, a whole cool. lot of people from Waiheke. Mm. Cool. Um, yeah, but no, it was really cool going across on the boat, and it feels like it's... It it's is so a trip away. It's yeah. so mm. close, but it's so far yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Waiheke, there we go, we're promoting Waiheke tonight. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it's been a great year, 2020, it's had its ups and downs, um, obviously COVID's impacted. How has the rehearsals for Vagina Monologues coped with this crazy year or did it kick in after the last lockdown well we actually because this was supposed to be put on september yeah, i think september. so we were actually running our rehearsals before the lock second lockdown i should say and then we went into the second lockdown obviously and then that kind of pushed everything along um so it's been interesting but i think it it's almost made it feel like we've been rehearsing for Almost like the second half of the year. Really. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Did yeah, you do well, some on Zoom? Did it keep going, or did you actually pause? Uh, we had a go on Zoom, yeah. and uh, I don't know that that totally worked. It's quite didn't something. Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah it's yeah, kind yeah. of good for a refresh stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, though, being monologues. Yeah, we. Th- I think it. As I say, we are all on stage and interacting the whole mm. time. Right. So it would be quite a. I think we we entertained the thought of possibly being able to do something that was more socially distanced. But I, I'm glad that it's looking mm. like yeah. we don't have to do that because Touch I think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and Gabrielle, was was lockdown a, a writing opportunity for you? Yeah, um, yeah. It's an interesting one. Like uh, I found that with a lot of the people I was talking to and a lot of my musician friends, like 
a lot of us found, at least with like one of the lockdowns, once we got into two of them, it was a bit like, it, it definitely restricted collaboration a lot, but it definitely was like a good kind of opportunity to sit back and like have some time to write more music and, and I guess to focus, I mean, I managed to do quite a few Zoom like sessions, but that was like its own kind of hmm. mission to figure out how, how it all worked and everything and trying to trying to talk to someone about recording a part of a Zoom and, and then see how they're doing it. That was a bit hard, but um, I definitely found that it was like a, a good writing opportunity. Like I, I got some good stuff out of it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that, that there's like a lot of people out there that found that because otherwise it feels like just such a waste of time. Like I can't say that I used all of the time. I definitely sat back and watched a lot of Netflix and things like <laughs> that. But I, yeah, I tried to try to get a few things out of it so I didn't just get to the end of like the first month and be like, wow. I haven't what done anything. Time? Yeah, what, what is, is time? time exactly? <laughs> I still don't know what time is. <laughs> I'm still really what struggling knowing what day it is, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. even after the two lockdowns, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, tell us a little bit about your backgrounds. So what, what's your journey in the arts? Um, Jade, perhaps we'll start with you. What's been your journey in the arts that led up to this show? That led up to the show. That's quite funny, actually, because I, I was just saying I don't have really a theatre background. Um, in the last four years, uh, I sort of jumped in because my friends were putting on a pantomime. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. So it's just been a bit of community theatre. So I think I'm probably the least experienced cast member coming in and having a chat. Oh. Um, but if I'm talking about more broadly my background in the arts, before I I, I retrained in law, but before then I actually went through Elam. So I oh, cool. majoring in sculpture and yeah, and so I ended up well, doing that's design. Definitely yeah. the arts. So, so, so yeah, yeah, broadly speaking, I'm in the arts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Least experience. <you> said. Um, <laughs> and what was it that made you then? If you trained as an artist, mm. so fine arts, and then you decided to not fulfil, carry on with that, but to become a. I wouldn't say not not fulfil that. <laughs> well, keep going with that. I should say. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know how everyone else experiences work in the arts, but I do find you need to keep a day job as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was, because I'd been working in um, graphics for marketing, I found that kind of drained my creative energy a fair bit. Um, so that at the end of the day, I didn't feel like going into the studio and painting because I was so used to it being for a purpose. And so I thought, actually, it would be great to do something completely other so when i get home i can put my creative energy into mm. into yeah. what i really believe in rather mm. than marketing promotion that's fantastic yeah, yeah that's sort of cool like jen your like background that. that led to today led to today um yeah well i th- i've oh back when i was six years old no i won't go that far <laughs> um no but i i did always kind of have an affinity for acting but you know school and ethnic parents takes you on a different journey um so most of my education i was actually gearing to be a pediatrician and then i got down to school and then realized oh, i actually don't want to be a pediatrician so i changed i went back to what i wanted to do and um yes yeah, so i studied finished graduated from AUT with a completely different degree, a health sciences degree. And then the next year I went to New York and I studied acting there and then came back home. And then I've just been focusing on, you know, theatre and screen here and, yeah, and landed in one theatre show this year and then we went into lockdown and then hmm. came out and then the next one and went into lockdown and we came out. And, yeah, so that's kind of been my thing. But, um, yeah, I like how you said the um, about just... You know, when you're doing things, and of course you have the day job, but you you also want a day job that's going to allow you to keep the creative energy flowing. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to drain you, it's almost 
it almost does the opposite. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think it works differently for different people. Some oh, people yeah. just thrive being in being in it all the time in yeah. different capacities. But yeah, that wasn't. Mm. Quite no, that's familiar. true. That's yeah. true. Gabrielle, you, you mentioned obviously uni's been a big part of your music journey. Uh, anything prior to that? Like what, uh, what, what led you down this path? Um, it was it was kind of a, uh, it was a funny one. Like I, I've been playing guitar and singing for a, a number of years. Like I, I've been playing, essentially been playing since I was like six years old and I kind of got into it and then like wasn't really feeling it. And when I was younger, I just felt like practicing was like a chore and stuff. So I was kind of like, it took me like ages to really like, see what the point was i definitely i when we moved high schools and stuff i hadn't really played guitar in ages and and i had a teacher that i wasn't very into for ages <laughs> and then i was like 15 um and the old guitar teacher left and a new guitar teacher came in and my mom was like ah oh, surely give it like one more go there's a new teacher and yeah he was like amazing like he fully just like changed the way i saw it and uh, i wasn't focused on like theory at all which i mean some people would say that's terrible but i was like man like he just asked me what song i want to learn to play like that's crazy so that kind of really changed a lot of things like from there i can say that for my last couple of years of high school i was playing a lot more guitar and singing but i hadn't written a song at all um and then i knew i wanted to go well i was looking at possible degrees to do i had no idea and there was about two weeks till i had to enroll um and i saw this degree that was popular music is what it's called but i saw the description of it i was like that sounds awesome the only hitch was that it said like to apply you have to send in an audition tape with two original songs and i hadn't written any songs and Mm -hmm. i was like i kind of just like went home and i was like talking to my parents and i was like i kind of want to do this i haven't really written any songs and they're like i'm sure you can probably write like two songs in two weeks and send it through (laughs) and i was like i mean like yeah i guess (laughs) i know that was like a bit of like a oh i'm gonna give this a go and like you know my backup was just like I don't know anything in arts or whatever, and and I I also study business, so I guess like that was a backup. But um, yeah, I I managed to write two songs in two weeks, and I sent them through. And then I was like, I got like an email like a month later or whatever saying like you're in, and I was like, oh gosh, like I'm actually doing this now. Like this is this is my degree that I'm doing now, and I haven't <laughs> like looked back once. Like it was best best degree I po- could have possibly done. Like I I came into it, and it's just this super creative. It was it was just about twenty of us in the class, so 20, 20, 25. Um, just all musicians, all songwriters, uh, super creative lecturers, and they just want you to like create music and learn about creating music. And yeah, that uh, I'm actually finished with that now. I'm just studying business now. I'm almost done with that side of the degree. But man, um, that that degree really changed a lot of things and how I viewed songwriting and realizing that I really did just want to do it for my whole life. Like, yeah, Brilliant. yeah. Well, we're going to play one of your songs now, which is history. So tell us. <laughs> Tell us about this song before I hit go. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> essentially, with this song, as I kind of me- referred to earlier, um, it was a real different writing process than a lot of my other songs. Most of the time when I'm writing a song, it's kind of just me sitting in my room with my guitar, writing some lyrics and singing and stuff, but by myself. Whereas with this song, I kind of I was talking to my friend and we were talking about making a song together, a guy that I, I, I knew through pop music school. And um, he's a songwriter as well, uh, Chris Bates. I'm going to plug him now as well. <laughs> plug cause him he, yeah, because he's the man and he's a super great songwriter um, and singer and everything and producer, apparently. Um, I, I, just, I went to his place to start writing a song and we had another friend over as well from Pop Course. And we kind of had an idea that we wanted to start on like the piano with like a like main piano riff. Like we kind of had that down from the start. And yeah, we literally put in these piano chords and just sat and we're like, what are we writing about? What are we writing a song about? 
and <laughs> on the back of his shirt I was sitting behind him he was at the computer doing thing it just said like something something history and I was like we got history no nice. I was like oh yeah that that actually could be like what the song's about and then you have like the kind of main like you know like the, that's kind of like the the chorus like tagline of the song but then but that doesn't really mean anything then we had to like figure out what the song was like really really about um which was really just like the verses of what covers that like then we were just like okay this is like a song about essentially about it's like a, a kind of a heartbreak song your a girl leaves you you've you've had like a big misunderstanding and you feel like you've fallen out of love but you haven't lost faith in it and you you're kind of by the end of the song the the guy or myself i suppose is like i'm really like willing to do anything to get this back like are you listening are you there like yeah it's kind of okay. like a, it's a declaration of love and also a bit of a sad song because you don't really know but i like to think it's a little bit hopeful a little bit hopeful. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. have a listen to um, history. We did play it a few weeks ago when you launched it, so some of our wonderful listeners will know it, and here it is. Enjoy. Maybe you were right when you told me that you and I are getting older and all of this is going nowhere. Intentions, but never took the time to question if we were moving in the same direction. I wanna be a future, I just can't get it through to you. I'm not ready to be alone, crying on the phone. Cause I know we got history, and I'm wondering, are you missing? Still here, are you listening? You know we got history, history. Guess I should have noticed sooner when we talked about the future. Gabriel Bond. Well done, my friend. It's a great piece. Thank you so much. Thank I you. mean, if that's, that's his first, Emma, man, I can't wait for the album. I know. How long on the album, do you reckon? Oh, gosh. Um, 
the, the kind of dreaded question. Um, <laughs> essentially, right now, I, I don't really know about albums, but I know that I'm working on the next single, and I've got quite a good demo going of it. And I know that the aim is hopefully next year to get a good like extended playout um, of maybe five or six songs. So that's kind of that's the first step. From there, hopefully an album, but for now we're just kind of working in small steps, for sure. Brilliant. All right, we're going to take a short pause from chatting about music and our Vagina Monologues play, and we're going to talk to two other guests that have joined us. Uh, one is on the phone, and that is the very talented author, Jenny Robin-Jones. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. And you're here tonight to talk about Love America. Yeah. Which is, which is an interesting title, given all the news of late. <laughs> yes, it's turned out to be quite timely, really. <laughs> so so tell us what this story is all about, because it's a little bit different. Well, it started with uh, my going to New Mexico um, a while ago, and I, uh, I had been told about this small town there called Taos, where um, D.H. Lawrence had uh, visited and stayed over a number of years, about three years altogether, right. um, and had written some very interesting uh, work there, essays and uh, short stories and a novel. And um, I, so I, w- I, I thought I would like to go there. And one of the reasons I wanted to go to America at all was because I um, was finding it quite difficult uh, just hearing about America through the news and um, because you, you get such... Um, a superficial um, feeling about it, and it's mostly politics, you know, and, and often it was stuff that I didn't really agree with, and so I felt that if I was able to visit there, I would be able to make connections with the people there and and absorb something of the land as well, and that that might sort of make it easier when I got home, really. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I went there with a friend, and... Um, and I stayed in the uh, house that uh, where D.H. Lawrence had stayed, and he'd been brought there by a um, a very rich American from New York uh, who had ended up down there and had a genius for gathering about her artists and and writers, photographers, and so on, and um, encouraging them to write uh, to do work down there um, to be inspired by their different surroundings and um, and maybe to write or, or paint aspects of New Mexico and that was what happened over actually decades until she died in 1962 and uh, so I found myself there um, and I was quite inspired by, by the fact that I was where some of my favourite writers and artists had worked and uh, so when I came back I had a lot of questions I wanted to follow up and through that process which took me about two years um, I did start to develop a real sense of connection with I mean was only an aspect I'd seen but I felt that it was a connection with America. Absolutely far more than just writing a book this has been a whole journey Far more than the journey, yes. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. So you're you're from Wellington, which I'm guessing is where you are tonight. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So so tell us about your own writing journey then. Well, um, 
I had wanted to be a writer from quite an early age, but uh, it took me quite a long time to find my own voice. And I, because I loved uh, fiction so much, I started off thinking I would be a novelist. And then I gradually, uh, through writing novels which didn't get published, I realised that I wasn't... Um, I didn't really want to write novels for the main reason that I didn't want to make things up. I really much preferred sort of finding my material and then organising it and, and um, sort of applying my imagination to it in such a way that it could become interesting to others, really, rather than making something up from scratch. And so after a number of years, I did start to realise that I would be a, a non-fiction writer and then uh, the first book I wrote was inspired by a visit to Dublin where there's a writer's museum and they had put together material from a number, whole number of significant Irish writers and showing the um, interactions between them as well as extracts from their work. And I came away from that sort of thinking, well, what about New Zealand, you know, what, who were the first New Zealand writers and how much did they know each other and how much did they influence each other and so on. And that um, got me researching again and then out of that I wrote a book about the early 19th century writers. Wow. And I can see here that for many years you were executive director of the New Zealand Society of Authors you've served as a representative on the board of the Copyright Licensing Limited um, and involved in the selection of awards you've, you've, you've really lived and walked this field uh, Yes, I suppose so and um, one of the great advantages of that work I did for the Society of Authors of course was that I met so many New Zealand writers because um, I worked for them for about 13 years, I think, and it was really fantastic to, to meet these other writers from all around the country, and I've kept in touch with quite a lot of them since. So if we go back to your book, who do you think it's uh, going to appeal to most? Who's your target audience? Well, we're calling it a sort of genre of reflective travel, so it is travel, but it's very much thinking about the travel and, and getting more out of it, you know. So um, people who are interested, really, in having that sort of a travel experience, I would say. Okay, excellent. And it's published by Calico Publishing, and it was released on the 9th of November, and I'm guessing it's available where all good books are sold? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. Uh -huh. Well, really appreciate chatting to you, Jenny, and we wish you every success with this book. It really, oh, it's, it's caught my imagination. It's very different, and our reviewer will be reviewing it uh, next month for us. She's literally reading it as we speak, uh, so we look forward to getting her take on it as well. Uh, but we wish you every success with it and um, look forward to what might come out from your next travels which could okay. be, could well, be a little bit longer much. at the moment before you can get that one in. Sorry? It could be a little bit longer at the moment before you can get any new travel experiences in. Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> it's a slight problem at the moment. We'll, <laughs> we'll concentrate more on the reflection, I think. Absolutely. Brilliant. All the best, Jenny. Okay, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Bye.
it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas at Spotlight Theatre in Papatoi Toi. The girls are busying themselves, decking the halls and trimming the trees in readiness for you. Joining them for a night of merriment at Christmas with Queen Street on Saturday 12th December. So grab some friends and book a table now at iaticket.co.nz. Christmas music, Emma. I nearly played some tonight, but I thought, no, it's still November. I'll be good. I'll wait till December. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm definitely going to that show, Queen Street. That's exactly what I want to do. Take a group of friends together. It should be a good night out. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic night out. So um, for those of you newer listeners that maybe don't know, so Queen Street is an all-female cabaret, which... I'm one of the singers in. So, yeah, so this is our one gig. We've had a couple of gigs cancelled this year due to COVID, including our um, Queen Street Remembers Anzac Day and our Mother's Day high tea. So this is our only gig we're doing this year. So it's a chance for the four of us to get back together and have a great night, as you heard, at Spotlight Theatre on the 12th of December. But we can talk about more about that next Pretty week. Soon. Brilliant. And speaking of gigs, we're going to welcome uh, Paul into the studio. Welcome, Paul. Hey, how are you? We'll have to get you nice and close to that microphone. Move a bit closer. Is that and absolutely as close as you can. And great to have you here. Tell us, you're here to talk about Everybody Sings. Yep, that's right. So um, I'm a member of Everybody Sings. I'm one of the directors of Everybody Sings. Um, so um, we are a group of choirs, basically. We have ah. seven choirs across Auckland and further afield. Actually, we've got a choir in Tauranga, which opened last year. Um, something like uh, we got to about 350 members prior to COVID. We're down to about 250 members now. Um, and we have a performance next week in aid of City Mission. So we this time of year really focus on giving back to the communities in which we operate. And it's funny you talk about Christmas singing. We actually started today with our busking. So we were at Meadowbank Shopping Mall this afternoon, about 40 of us um, singing and shaking a bucket um, in aid of the mission. And that's where it all starts. And then next week is our, our big concert. Um, and we have a, a group, um, probably about 200 singers we expect to be wow. performing next Saturday afternoon um, at the Sacred Heart Auditorium in um, Glendowie. Um, and how that works is we've, we've got each of our choirs rehearsing um, each individual song or the songs that we're going to sing together. Uh, and they also perform an individual song themselves. So we'll get together as a massed choir, uh, which will be about 200 singers on stage, which is pretty phenomenal when you hear the, the power of that in the auditorium. Mm. Um, and it's Christmas songs, but also some other twisty songs as well. Maybe you might hear a bit of sort of 80s pop thrown in there as well, um, <laughs> just to, to liven up um, the audience. And it's a really good sort of family feel, a good sort of introduction uh, to Christmas. And look, I mean, given the year we've just had, you know, singing lifts your soul. There's no question. So I imagine hearing over 200 voices on stage should certainly lift yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last night we were lucky enough, one of the benefits of singing with us is we get the opportunity to sing at some big events. We were at the Spooks and Sparks event over in Henderson last night. I think we had about 12,000 people watching us sing, okay. um, which is oh, the biggest audience the fireworks by far, I've got to say, and then the big fireworks yes, after us as well. Was. Yeah, so that was um, pretty pretty phenomenal. But um, yeah, the, the sound of that voice, we had 100 singers on stage yesterday. Um, and you know, when you stand in the, I'm a bass, I stand in the basses, 
and you hear the voices start to sing and the hairs will stand up on the on the back of your neck. It's pretty mm-hmm. powerful stuff. Um, and so it really does sort of introduce you and remind you that Christmas is coming. It's just around the corner. Um, so it's a great opportunity to get out with your family and friends and come and um, share, I suppose, the joy of Christmas and also help us raise some money for an extremely well-needed need, cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've struggled this year, as, as has been mentioned before. Yeah, We've not been able to perform at all as groups. Mm. Um, we've had concerts that have been cancelled. Um, and yeah, so our, you know, members have had no or very little chance to actually share what they've been doing in our rehearsals as the year has progressed to show their uh, their friends, family, and the public what we what we actually do. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I was talking to someone from the Teatro Ladies Choir today, and they've got their actually they performed today the Ladies mm-hmm. Choir and the Men's Choir combined, and that was the same thing. Actually, their family hadn't seen them perform this year because they always yeah. would get so close, and then something would cancel. And yes. uh, and they're an older choir, so of course they had to take COVID very seriously. Yeah. So they had a massive concert today. So I hope that went well. Gabrielle, ever sang in a choir? No, add I, that to I your mix. Haven't. No, I, I I'll admit I was. Um, I was terrible with harmony for like a long time. I, I kind of I've I've worked on it a lot in the last uh, year or so, and and got a bit better at it. But I still don't think I, I could do super well in a choir. I'd have to focus so hard on my exact part. Like I think I'd I don't know. I haven't done it before. Don't knock it till you try it. I guess maybe one day I will, but for right now, no, I haven't. I haven't tried. <laughs> it's, I was going to say it's really interesting as well because what we sing is so well known, Christmas carols mm. and the like. Um, and as a four-part harmony choir, you don't actually sing the bit that you would normally sing if you were in church or right. um, mm. you know, normally singing. So actually, managing that harmony can be a, re- a real challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh um, but we're open to everybody, so we are called Everybody Sings because everybody can sing. And you know, a lot of people join us because they used to sing at school choirs or mm. um, you know, sing in the shower, and they wanted <laughs> they want the opportunity to come and stand up and actually learn to sing properly. There's hope for me yet, there Emma. Surely is. Do you sing Let It Go from Frozen? Uh, we don't sing oh. that one, unfortunately. Well, will you let me know when that okay. comes around? I'm in. I'm in. Um, what's your process for people joining you? So we're a um, no audition. Um, everybody can come along and join us. Um, if you look, go to our website, which is www.everybodysings.co.nz, uh, firstly, you can get tickets to our concert through that, but you can also join and see where our choirs are. So we're based right across Auckland and, as I said, in Tauranga as well. Um, but, yeah, no auditions. You don't need to read music. I can't read music. I've been in the choir for um, eight years. Um, men, um, ladies, all ages, 18 to 80-plus, um, are welcome and you know it's it's just a friendly environment and what we love is the fact that people get together in their communities in their local communities and actually share an interest and get the opportunity just to get together and you know it was definitely missed as covid was on because people couldn't get together mm. we tried zoom rehearsals which is very very challenging um it was funny and and fun but people like to still see each other online um but yeah we've built that community over time our biggest choir grew to about 120 people so um pretty sizable um yeah and as i said it's people with all abilities and we really focus on getting the best sound that we can from everybody there so you know it's it's very very friendly environment it's very safe environment so if you've already always thought as a gabriel if you thought about maybe coming to try (laughs) um actually you would be very very welcome and you know we would take you through the process of of learning four-part harmony and you'd go away after the first night I'm sure, thinking, wow, 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 I can actually do this. And you, and we do make an in, incredible sound. Um, That's so, yeah, so it's pretty phenomenal That's stuff. That's great. There was, um, you know, a real resurgence of choirs a couple of years ago, thanks to, I'm trying to... It, 
uh, you're going to tell me that it was the program was called The Choir, probably. There was that television show where... It he, was The it Choir, was the wasn't choir it? He was going out and he did a community choir and then there was the heartfelt stories because he then did one, I think, with soldiers and, mm-hmm. and partners and things like that. But th- I loved that because it just kind of went and showed, yeah, exactly that. Everybody and, can sing. And then there was the one too, not... It was only last year, wasn't it, where there was the acapella groups and they got down to four or so of yeah, them and they, yeah, they were at Q Theatre and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. All right, we're going to take a music break and then we're going to chat to all our guests about what's next on the horizon. We need to take a music get- break because Gabriel's got to tune up his guitar because he's going to sing live after we listen to Seasons of Love by a very good choir, the Welsh of West End. Enjoy. of love the welsh of west end they uh, do some fantastic music your group needs to look them up as well share the love of choirs do you do you um tell us a little bit more about the sort of music you'll perform over the course of a year so over the course of the year we'll perform 
pretty much all sorts from rock to pop we've done bohemian rhapsody which was a sort of three or four year project um through to um maori pacifica we did a uh, concert about three years ago where we sang in 14 different languages wow um, that would have been cool <laughs> all from different all, all from memory including welsh and i would say you know, that's probably the te- most testing um of languages <laughs> to sing in uh, we did have a couple of Welsh people in the audience and they were able to actually understand it from a translation point of view, so we did a reasonably good job. Great. Um, and Jen and Jade, what's next on the horizon for you both? What's next after Vagina Monologues? Hmm. Um, I think it's it's almost oh, it's so hard to plan now with everything that's happened this year, but I think for me, uh, I'm just focusing on acting and... Probably more screen acting, I think. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to plan, I feel, almost. And, and, and so you screen something you do quite a bit of as well? Yeah. And we have got a question for you, because before we went to air tonight, we actually had a documentary team follow yeah. Jen into the studio, and we actually interviewed her for the documentary before we interviewed Jen mm-hmm. about this show. So what was that all about? So that documentary, which I think should be coming out next year i feel is um it's called the two halves of me and it's basically following six subjects myself included um who are of culturally diverse backgrounds uh, in and are also in more artistic roles actors musicians stuff like that but usually quite a culturally diverse background so yeah mm-hmm. and just kind of the experience growing up as a kiwi with immigrant backgrounds and stuff like that but yeah so part of coming along tonight so it's following your journey through the show that you're doing yeah yeah so it should be should be interesting i think interesting okay cool jade what's next on the horizon for you um christmas holidays yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah i'm i'm just i i keep an ear out for, for what's coming up really uh, as jen said it's it's all a bit unpredictable mm. Um, I am looking forward to seeing some of our fellow thespians participate in the Summer Shakespeare. I think they're quite involved in that. Um, Yeah, I was in that last year. So, Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a look and see. Uh, Otherwise, creative arts-wise, I'm doing some illustration work with a friend of mine who's a doctor that's that's putting together a, a book for one of her clients so so that's kind of fun but yeah a bit of a break okay yeah fair, yeah, break. yeah fair enough fair enough <laughs> and gabrielle what's 2021 looking like for you um uh for sure recording a lot more music and writing a lot more music i think that's kind of like always the plan but i definitely have like a solid plan in my head at least to be releasing my first single really early in 2021 like getting it recorded and ready to be out late January, early February, and then later on in that year, hopefully an EP, um, and playing a bunch more shows. That's the thing, probably the thing I missed the most, yeah, probably the thing I missed the most during lockdown, because, like, mm. I did a few Instagram lives and things to kind of counteract it, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, got to play some songs for someone yeah, at some yeah. point, because, like, yeah, you definitely get a bit um, bored just playing for yourself or whatever for, <laughs> uh, for a while, so, yeah, lots more live shows, lots more live shows with the band, I will say as well, because I do a lot um, just by myself, but the, the best and the most fun ones are definitely the ones where you're playing with the band, and that's what gets you really into it, you know, get really excited about it, so that's what I want to do. Yeah. Cool. And Paul, for the choir, 2021? Yeah, well, 2021, hopefully it's a 
COVID-free year <laughs> and we can get back to some sort of normality with our choirs and, and grow them to the to the size they were. Um, we've got opportunities and we want to continue to expand what we offer in terms of um, new locations, um, you know, maybe even further out, outside of Auckland as well. But you know, within Auckland, we know there are plenty of places where there is a, a desire and a need for choirs. So, yes, yeah, so we're looking to, if we can, continue to expand as well. But getting our members back to be able to enjoy singing together as a, as a team and as a group um, will be a massive win for us and and our members as well. So we hopefully, fingers crossed. Okay. Um, I'm curious, Emma, who inspired them all to get into their different... Mm. And for you, Jade, it may not even be in, in the theatre side, it might be in the other arts. So going along the line, starting with you, Gabrielle, who inspired you into the craft that you're doing or continues to inspire you? Um, yeah, it's definitely... For all of them, I'd say it's definitely a continues to inspire thing. Like, I definitely, a lot of the people that got me, that made me want to do this, definitely still made me want to do this. Uh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Bruce Springsteen shirt right now. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, uh, I was definitely, I like, grazed a lot on Bruce Springsteen. My dad and my mom, huge fans. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen him a couple of times live. And, um, I, I love Bruce Springsteen. He's amazing. Um, uh, but then also, yeah, just quite a lot of quite a lot of guys with guitars, to be honest. Like John Mayer, I was, and people give him a bit of a bad rap sometimes because they know his earlier stuff. But incredible guitarist and songwriter, so he's definitely another one of the the kind of big ones. And then more recently, these days, some kind of more alternative poppy artists like Maggie Rogers and stuff really inspire me a lot. Especially when I'm trying to produce my own stuff, I'm like, that's the kind of stuff I need to be doing. Mm. So, yeah, okay, cool, Jade. Sure. So <clears throat> I'll take that as a question about uh, creative arts more broadly. Um, when I was a kid, we had this fantastic neighbour. Do you go, yeah? Who was an illustrator. And she and I used to go over to her place and she'd sort of read us stories and things. And um, she used to do me little drawings and ping them up in my window. I was, you know, five or six years old, and I, I just love the idea then of becoming an artist and being able to draw and sort of create in that way, yeah. Cool. That, that's really different, just <laughs> nice. It's really cute, but yeah. it reminded me of that guy who, I'm just trying to remember who it was, who was in a few weeks ago, and he said during lockdown how him and his neighbours, he moved into a yes, new place, so right. him and his neighbours were drawing pictures to each oh, other because really? they both had kids, introducing oh. each other using pictures in the window, and every morning yeah. he'd get up and the neighbour would have a new this question or a picture. This, this is, is yeah, my yeah. family, this is oh, my... Cool. And things. And there was this whole kind of lifestyle communication going on <laughs> during COVID using pictures. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how lovely. Brilliant. Jen, oh, who inspired so you? Um, I think probably it's a continues to inspire as well, like Gabriel, but I think for me, it's actually probably like my mum. She's, mm. she's not in the creative industries at all. She's a nurse, actually, um, at North Shore Hospital, and I love her. Um, but I think she's always just been really supportive of pursuing creative things so i would i would say yeah probably my mum and then obviously the amount of um actors and storytellers that always just you watch something you're like oh that was fantastic but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think if we're keeping it close to home i'd probably say like family Oh, yes. Yes. Mums are great. Mums are great. Mums are awesome. Especially if they're nurses this year, man. Yes, yeah. love you, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who inspires you musically? 
Oh, well, I think how I got into the choir, I was actually told to join a choir by my wife. Um, so she set up our Stonefields choir and she told me, we're going to set up a choir and, and you're going to be in it. So that was my sort of inspiration, I suppose. Um, but I think from that, from now on, it's, or from that point on, it's actually the members that we have. Sounds a bit corny, but the stories we get from our members around what being in a choir does for them. You know, they've, they've got cancer battles, they've got yeah. stories in their lives, um, and actually coming to choir for a couple of hours every week. Um, and then being able to perform, it allows them the time to forget what's going on in their in their lives. And actually, when you hear those stories and when people are comfortable enough to tell you those stories, it's pretty powerful and pretty inspiring to keep going and, and look to continue to expand what we do. That's cool. And That's and cool. it is, yeah, it's far more than just the choir. It's that coming together. It's all those conversations, the Absolutely. meeting up. I bet you the first rehearsal after lockdown was a huge buzz in the room. Absolutely. The conversations were huge. We have a little break in the middle pe- opportunity for people just to sort of take a take a breath and, yeah. and interact with their their, their friends and, and family and it's it is like a massive family of 50 or 60 people all coming together um and you know the conversations and the discussions around not only what they were doing during covid in lockdown mm. but what they've missed from being together in that group has been fantastic hard to social distance acquire yeah um, we did initially we socially distanced we actually sang for a couple of weeks with masks on which is pretty challenging um and um yeah uh, but actually then people got more and more relaxed by the fact that actually yeah, there's enough space around, um, you know, and actually with, you know, there's no COVID in society, so we yeah. feel pr- pretty safe. We're very, very cautious. We keep an eye on what the government tells us to do and ensure that we follow the rules. Yeah. It's not much fun singing with a mask on. No. no. It's actually it's really, hard. really hard, especially yeah. if you wear glasses. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can't see the music too yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are going to go live now. We're putting Gabrielle on the spot here, and, and I will preface this by saying, you know, we are a radio studio. It's not the best sound set up for you, mate, but um, what are you going to sing for us? Uh, I'm going to be singing uh, an original song called Lights Burn Low. Um, so this one's this one's one that I wrote a little while ago, um, kind of for my university program, uh, but it's definitely taken on a lot more meaning to me since then, and it's uh, probably one of my most performed songs, one of my favourites, and I'm finally now recording it to hopefully release as my next single, so this one is kind of a little preview of hopefully what's going to be on Spotify next. So That's yeah. cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're so lucky to have a private, uh, <laughs> v- private concert tonight uh, t- Take it away and I'll try my best to mix it as we go. All right, sounds good, sounds good. I don't care what you wear tonight Cause you always look so fine I don't care about your heels and your makeup, no Cause the streets are calling and I'm ready to go I could call a taxi or just get in my car But the moon is out and the walk ain't far And every time you look at me that way I'm lost for words, I don't know what to say Oh, I just want to hold you close to me And in this crowded room, you're the only one I see But I'm feeling this song 
And I don't know the words, but I'm singing along. We've been working all week, but it's time to let go. I want to show you what it's like where the lights burn low. Oh, oh. Well, I play the part. I try to be a man, but you're laughing like... Don't give a damn And we walk together Your hand in mine No, I haven't felt this way In a long, long time Oh, I I just wanna hold you close to me And in this crowded room You're the only one I see Singing along, we've been working all week, baby. It's time to let go. I wanna show you what it's like where the lights burn low. I got work tomorrow at 6 a.m., and I don't plan on getting no sleep till then. So put your worries aside, girl, and give me your hand. We're gonna dance all night. This rock and roll band. The sun's coming up, and I'm walking you home. We were supposed to be at work about an hour ago. I say, darling, you know I could hardly care. And you kiss me and ask me to come upstairs. Levels were going crazy during that, so I hope, can imagine. We, I hope we, we did it even slight justice. Um, that is just fantastic. You've just got such a good sound. Um, how are you being managed at the moment? <coughs> Why do you want to be a manager, Steve? Oh, no, but we, oh, know, we know, we know, wonderful Georgia and people like that. Yeah, that, you know, mm. should be looking after them. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not being managed. I'm self-managed, I guess. I'm pushing myself as much as I can, but um, no, definitely not being managed or anything at the moment. Okay, Georgia Parker, I need to be listening to our show tonight, <laughs> and um, we'll be sending you a message after the show. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, we'll let you catch a breath for a second. Um, wouldn't it be cool now, Paul, if I said to you, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the Everybody Sings Choir, and 200 people came into our three metre by three metre studio. <laughs> You'd be lucky to get a choir of five in here. <laughs> 
<laughs> we could stand them all up on levels on the tables. Yeah, yeah. At least you didn't ask me to sing. I would have been even worse. <laughs> <laughs> could have done some bass along with that. Um, do either of you ladies sing? Is there a hidden talent here we haven't we haven't asked yet? No, I'm not hiding. Yeah, I'm going to just... Yeah, that was, front no. <laughs> that was a no. <laughs> that was a hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. All right. So um, I think they need our famous kick-arts question, Emma. Is that the... Which one? <laughs> 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 We've got a few famous questions. We've already asked them who they were inspired by. Yeah, but... Um, what was the other one? You know, when they look back. If, to tell oh, their 16-year-old yes. self. That's yeah, yeah. right. Gabriel well. basically is 16. No, okay, he started the He's other catching his breath. He's oh, catching wow. his breath. So um, the other famous question, apart from who inspired you, was um, if you could tell your 16-year-old self something, looking back on your journey, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about the arts. I think Stephen and I, still our favourite one mm. of this year, mm. had to be our father who we interviewed, a father of a performer, and he said he would tell his 16-year-old self that when the child orders the Happy Meal, they only want the toy, and it doesn't mean that you have to eat the Happy Meal for yeah. them. So accurate. <laughs> I thought that was a great piece Very of advice accurate. to give. But anyway, so Paul, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Oh, 16, that was a fair while ago. It's hard to remember that far back. Um, I think there would be a couple of things. I think um, one to me would be confidence how to be more confident and actually trust yourself and go with the flow somewhat you know i think your your life takes you in a, on a bit of a journey and just allow that to happen and i'd probably say join a choir sooner than i did um you know i didn't join till i was uh 40 something and you know that's 20 something years of missed opportunity what made you join what was the moment that you went this is for me his uh, wife made said, it said, oh, my wife. Oh, yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah i had no choice in the matter that was, was it i was okay. going to be dragged along but right. um, i'm glad she told me to go uh, Fair enough. otherwise i would have missed out on more years of opportunity <laughs> <laughs> okay jen um i think i'll tell my 16 year old self who was nine years ago um <laughs> To not rush. I feel like I was rushing through everything. I'm just trying to, like, blaze to get, get, I don't know where, but I'll just say, don't, don't rush. Nothing's, nothing's going wrong. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, great answer. I would say, um, get an Instagram account, <laughs> which is what I need right now. <laughs> or we're furiously posting to social media. I think that it's a far better play than uh, making your own website. Which is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emma spends her life in the show busy um, promoting everything out on social media. So Gabrielle's video went out live during that. Um, it's going. It's just about to. It took out four slides, so I have to wow. put his name on every single one. But we couldn't. We couldn't track down Jade. She's, she's not on social media. No, that's okay. I like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of kind of mysterious. like that, yeah. A bit mysterious, yeah. Less easy to be found. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Gabrielle, if we switch the question instead of what would you tell your 16-year-old self, I want to say when you are twice the age you are now, how will you know you've succeeded? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm 22 now, so I'm not, I'm not quite 16, but I've, I've made it a bit further than that. But I have to admit, I... I probably wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have a huge amount to say to my 16-year-old self at this point. So double my age. Double your age. How would you know that you've, you've, you've had some success? Oh, uh, how will I know? Oh, oh, man. Um, uh, honestly, 
That's a hard one. Uh, okay, so I feel like the most important thing to me is just um, having people that like want to listen to my music and people that feel something when they listen to my music. Like hearing from someone that that uh, they were that inspired them in a way, or it may or changed the way they thought about something, or or something like that. Um, that is the most important thing to me. So um, I don't know. I think in, in in forty years, if I if I knew that I had had influenced someone, or if I knew that I had had a positive impact on someone's life through music, I would feel very very happy and very much like I had yeah I'd made it I'd succeeded so yeah sure. I guess yeah. good answer mm. Mm. Yeah. Jen you spent some time in New York yeah I mean New York New Zealand we're, we're, we're worlds apart uh, what did you love or take away from that experience um because that was the first time I'd, I'd been to New York and that was two years ago and I went to study um, I did really love the hustle and bustle. Yeah. I actually really felt Which is funny because you just told yourself to slow to down. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You see, you see my dilemma. Like, I, I really enjoyed the hustle and bustle. But I think in saying that, though, I, would, I think there was aspects of it. it. It happened at an interesting time in my life. So I think it was the, the best time for it to happen. Um, and since then, I've kind of been able to reassess how I want to pursue my career um but i think yeah i think I, I enjoyed the hustle and bustle which is i'm just a what was this interesting time in your life i just think i was just finished uni i'd gone into uni thinking i was going to do one thing i came out doing another thing and i was just in this weird like i want to be this but this isn't happening and i just uh, you know or it was kind of similar to what you were saying before how you didn't think of um applying for the degree that you applied for and then you just sort of got it like you yeah. just were like okay i'll try my it was literally that like i mm. auditioned for it and i kind of oh, oh you've been accepted i was like oh <laughs> okay off to new york and the next six months so yeah but it was a good experience good experience yeah brilliant um jade from a from a sculpture and art point of view what's been that one moment that you've cherished or you look back on and go yeah that was that was awesome or a project you worked on yeah um do you remember Art in the Dark in Ponsonby? Yes. <gasps> yeah. So I, I was involved in a couple of those, um, but one was really cool. I did a collaboration with a young violinist, and so she was uh, silhouetted against an animation that was playing, and I got her to sort of stand in different areas so that she was interacting with, like, angel wings or, or moving boats or things like that. And that was really cool to kind of see. Having those big crowds for, for Art in the Dark was, was really was really something special, yeah. Cool. Um, Gabrielle, where we would be a dream place for you to perform? Oh, man. Um, That's a good question. That is a good oh, question. I mean, no, like, there's so, sure many, there's, so, <laughs> there's so many great, like, um, places overseas, but I just don't know them, like, well enough. Like, I've, I've never really been to these places, so I... I like, I, I see a lot of the people I idolise a lot play there, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to play there. That'd be so amazing, but... Um, like what comes to mind is actually uh, closer to home. I, I any time I've ever been to the Civic to see a show, I've been like, mm. just like, oh my god, this is the coolest venue ever. It's so it, it's so amazing. I've always thought it'd be super amazing to play a show there. Um, I mean, not that many like musicians just play it, but I know that a few have. Um, that Venice I like. did this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. So Venice Quinn, who's a ex St Kent student, yep. her mother booked it out for her and <gasps> yeah. to launch her pop starness. And she had two nights in there, and suppose yeah, it's gone off. Really? Brilliant. Yeah, her mother took out, extended the mortgage. Wow. I saw oh on Facebook goodness. to be able to pay for it. Mom's oh well, right. that's that's amazing. For mm. her. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, 
She's so you like need a manager, get the funds <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, the, the Civic, I've always thought that was like an incredible venue and that I'd love to play there. Absolutely. Mm. So yeah, that's what comes to mind for sure. Wow, like that's that. cool. Um, we are going to give you a couple of seconds to think and then you're going to do your two-minute shameless plug about uh, what's coming up. And I've got a message from one of our listeners who wanted to let us know that the Wellington Bluegrass Society at 54 Richmond Street in Petone has a new group called Butter Wouldn't Melt that is performing, I'm just trying to read it as it's come through, and a message on Friday the 11th of December. Butter Wouldn't Melt will melt your heart with soul stories, soaring harmonies, faraway fables and not-so-sappy love songs. They have been busy writing their own material and are in the process of recording their first album. It promises to be a unique blend of many influences and firmly rooted in Americana. Crowd favourites will include Lost, a song about losing your... Lost, sorry, a song about losing your way, The Tunnel, the story of Victoria Tunnel's ghost... Queen of Starlight, a tale of escape and overdue about the day Nick and Andrea met as kids and made a wish upon a star that came true 10 years later. So Butter Wouldn't Melt, Friday the 11th of December at 8pm at the Wellington Bluegrass Society, 54 Richmond Street, Petone, $15, one price for all, includes a cup of tea. It's definitely Petone because it includes a cup of tea. No, definitely bluegrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely needs a cup Very of tea. Cool. Now, Emma, we want to start hearing from people who have got things on in January and February mm. because we're pretty chocker for December now on Kick Arts, but we want to start booking you in. So if you know you've got an event coming up for January and February... Arts Festival and Fringe, people, get in quick. Get in quick. And the Buskers Festival, which is late January. If you're a busker, we would love to have you in studio like Gabrielle and can perform for us. Um, celebrate all the different things that you do. How can they get in touch with us? They can email us at kickarts1 at gmail.com or, of course, they can message us directly on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. So uh, start thinking. And if you've got a Christmas event coming up like Paul has, he's got in touch this week, uh, flick us a message. We'll still get it on. If we can't get you in person, we'll make sure we promote it uh, through our bulletins or just quickly send us a Facebook message like that person did. So going around the room now, it's time to give us a bit of a plug. What have you got uh, coming up? How do they book tickets and how do they get in touch with you music-wise? So, Paul, you're going to kick it off. Well, so um, I'm Paul from Everybody Sings, and next week, Saturday, the 5th of December, we have our Christmas concert, Everybody Sings for the City, with all profits uh, going to the Auckland City Mission, a very uh, important cause at this time of year. Last year, we raised over $20,000 through our concert and our busking, and we'd love to be able to beat that this year. Um, great opportunity to come and um, enjoy some Christmas songs, some pop songs, uh, and see... 200 people on stage singing some Christmas carols and some Christmas classics. And who knows, if you come along, maybe you'll look and you'll see. I, say, I would love to do that and maybe you'll be on stage um, next year doing the same thing. Uh, you can find out more about we, what we do, where our choirs are across Auckland and in Tauranga, um, and also get tickets through our website, which is www.everybodysings.co.nz. So that concert, Saturday the 5th of December, 4.30, Sacred Heart School on West Tamaki Drive in Glendowie. And you've been a great ambassador tonight because you've really sold it really well. And what a great way to find out if you like it, Emma, is turn up mm. and just come and see it performed. See if that's something that you feel, oh, I could give that a go. Yeah, definitely. I like I like singing in choirs. Mm. It's not as scary as standing up by yourself. 
Mm, mm. And and great way to make new friends and, and all that social interaction. And make money for a great cause as well. Yeah, so nice. The money you give us, I said, every dollar will go to a fantastic cause. Um, and if you want to come and see us busk, if you don't get to the concert, then our busking dates are also on our website. So it gives you the opportunity to come and see us at some of the shopping centres around Auckland cool. and various other locations. And drop some money in your bucket. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll need to be part of the busking festival at the end of January. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, get in touch with them. Um, all right, so the Vagina Monologues, how do we get tickets? When's it on? And we're going with this week. Yeah. <laughs> English language. <laughs> um, yep, so the Vagina Monologues, hard to miss. That will be going on from Wednesday to 2nd of December to Sunday the 6th of December. You can get tickets at pumphouse.co.nz. Adult tickets are $27 and everyone else would be 24 groups, students and seniors. And yeah, I think you can get tickets on the door, but that's subject to availability. So I'd probably just say go ahead and go online. And yeah, I think that's mostly it, really. That's Jane? mostly it. Mm-hmm. But, um, the second of December is my birthday, which is opening night. So I will be personally very grateful to anyone that turns up <laughs> please on <come>. the Wednesday. <laughs> Do come, please come. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't been down to the Pump House Theatre, it's a wonderful little spot um, down in Takapuna, and you know, make a night of it. Good. The yeah, there's the, the little cafe next door. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a French cafe down there, and or you could bring a picnic if it's good weather, because it's a whole. There's a lake. There's the ducks. You know, it's, the <laughs> it's, it's a total it's experience. The it's a whole experience. Awesome. And Gabrielle, how can we uh, track you down? How can our listeners uh, listen to your music? Yeah, so um, I'm on Spotify now, as as you heard earlier. I got my first song up there, so you can find me. I just Gabriel Bond on Spotify. So um, that's. Yeah, Bond, like James Bond, literally, which that, that helps people remember it. Um, and then on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, I'm Gabriel Bond Music. And, um, yeah, so super easy to find. It's the same on all things. And there you can find more videos of me performing as well and things like that, but also just um, posts about gigs and all that kind of stuff if you'd like to see me live because um, I, I play regular gigs just acoustically but also keep an eye on the social medias for some bigger gigs over the summer hopefully awesome um last question to finish another tough one for the night mm-hmm. what would you love the audience to take away or if if you could hear what they said as they left so i said before you know, i went to the comedy show on friday night and my takeaway from that was how great it was to hurt laughing in this crazy year to walk out going i am sore because i've laughed for three hours that was a great thing um what's the takeaway an audience member is going to say about everybody sings um uh, jokingly that they've got no money left in their wallet because they've <laughs> donated it all to the city mission. Um, I think I'd love people to walk away saying, I would love to try that and I would love to give that a go uh, in the new year and I would love to be on that stage um, next Christmas doing the same thing. Nice. Cool. And as they walk out of Vagina Monologues? Well, I I mean, I don't always have this experience, but w- watching our, our fellow players, I think you could quite literally laugh and cry seeing this and i don't usually cry and stuff but that is true but that's I nice this is yeah. one but of i love ones. a show i love that i love I an we, emotional ride yeah. yeah we'll make you feel things yeah okay yeah. and gabrielle if we're downloading your song on spotify what are we going to say in the comment section or the comment section on youtube 
I hope people say, wow, that was cool. <laughs> wow, that was cool. We'll leave it, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Inspirational hey, um, as I, I can get. That's brilliant. Um, you've been a fantastic uh, team in the studio tonight. We've had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, and thanks for playing live. Um, it takes a bit of courage in this funny little place. So uh, thanks heaps. All the best with your shows, your music, and your concert, and for the rest okay, of 2020. Thank you so much. Um, Emma, we're going to go out with a, a very different song to finish with. Mm. It is You Will Be Found, Cheer Up Charlie. And it was created for Charlie Christensen, a young boy who um, you'll hear singing at the start. Now, he was being bullied for loving theatre and for performing. And word got out and an entire anti-bullying campaign called Cheer Up Charlie was created um, over in America and then it spread to the UK. Cast from all the main stage shows around the world contribute and sing in the amazing video to him and offer words of support which he didn't know when he first recorded it until it came out and he saw all these talented people michael ball does a lovely piece in it um we'll pop the video up because you really do need to see it if you enjoy the song so you can watch it um but it's pretty special and we'll close the show with this have a fantastic week make sure you kick some arts here is you will be found cheer up charlie kid too and kids wanted to beat me up and make fun of me. I was badly bullied as well. I was bullied myself when I was at school for being a dancer. I was bullied when I was younger. I've been in that same situation when I was your age. Let me just tell you something. You got the right idea. It is cool.
about others. What you think about yourself is what's important. Be unapologetically you. What you can do, no one else can do. Having a personality that is uniquely yours is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So never give up on your dreams. Don't let those bullies win. Don't ever stop singing. Don't ever stop being yourself. Keep on doing what you love, mate. And people will gravitate to you. Crashing through when you need someone to carry you. 